You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. You could make an argument that the future got its start with certain events of the past. The Industrial Revolution, the first airplane flight, the splitting of the atom. For some people, the vision of the future with the most profound and lasting effect started today in 1964 in Flushing Meadows Park in Queens, New York. I'm Earl Green and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 minutes of science fiction history for April 22nd. Let's travel back in time today to a place and a time where the future was on everybody's mind. On the exact same spot where the 1939 World's Fair had dazzled audiences with its Art Deco Futurama vision of far-off 1959, controversial public developer Robert Moses laid down his vision of a technological wonderland to the post-war consumer. It was a time of optimism, tempered by political and social realities. In a nod to that reality, the motto of the fair was peace through understanding, where the problems the world faced were to be solved by the next scientific breakthrough or product on the shelf. Visitors to the fair would see technical marvels by the biggest of American and international industry. A computer that can be operated by a keyboard? Why, yes. How about a computer display that can be used with a light pen? They have that too. Wait, what about a telephone that actually lets you see the person on the other end of the line? Some kind of video phone. Yes, even that could be demoed by a fairgoer at the Bell Telephone Display. Corporate sponsors showed off what could be accomplished in the decades and century ahead through a blend of clean, futuristic architecture and aspirational storytelling. The conflict in Vietnam may have been heating up, but General Motors was eager to show off a renewed Futurama of the 1980s, complete with skyscrapers, electric cars, even a trip to the moon, all in miniature form, of course. For a taste of the real deal, NASA had a wildly popular exhibit called Space Park that showed off mock-up rockets alongside actual space vehicles like one of the Mercury capsules that had orbited the Earth. But to really sell the story of what can be accomplished in the future, the fair needed a great storyteller. The greatest storyteller. Robert Moses and the corporate sponsors knew that only one person could tell a story that both educated and inspired in a way that would bring audiences in droves. That person would be Walt Disney. Walt was recruited to have his company work on four pavilions, all of which survive to this day, in whole or in part, as a testament to the timelessness of both Walt's and the fair's message. If you wanted to ride in the brand new Ford Mustang, it was the Magic Skyway ride designed by Walt's Imagineers that allowed you to do so past tableaus of the past and future. Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln would debut a remarkably lifelike audio-animatronic figure that could bridge history with a lesson in unity. UNICEF sponsored Children of the World, where, simply put, the message was that everyone from every country, from every culture, has a shared humanity. We are more alike than we are different, and we all occupy the same small world, after all. The attraction that was the most explicit in its exuberance about progress was aptly titled Progress Land, sponsored by General Electric. Audiences were taken past family scenes from the 1890s, 1920s, 1940s, and very modern 1960s to see how technology, and yes, GE products, have benefited our lives and made the future look brighter than ever before. 
The influence of those moments didn't end when people left the fairgrounds, though. It was the millions of people who felt inspired about the future who then started to shape the future. Walt Disney moved his attractions to Disney theme parks. Designers took their cues for futuristic architecture and products from the fair. So if you're nostalgically thinking about the past today while listening to our show, remember that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for April 22nd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.